Welcome to another edition of Our Changing World, a segment where I take a minute to make you question the very nature of your reality. Like Westworld, kind of, but you know, not not crappy. Today, Coca-Cola released their newest conversation-starting flavor following the success of the space-flavored Coke Starlight and pixel-flavored Coke Bite. And yes, these descriptions are straight from the company's marketing department, which I assume is housed in an office made entirely of cocaine and model airplane glue. The newest flavor to flabbergast our taste buds is Coke Dream World, a flavor that apparently tastes like dreams. Now, the space and pixel tasting sodas, I, I don't, you know, who knows, but dreams? I mean, that sounds great. On one hand, I would love a refreshing beverage that tastes like the delivery of my new freaking car. That's not my car, by the way, but I mean, it's been backordered for a year. That's a dream I have. Maybe that soda would be delicious. On the other side, though, I'm, I'm not very keen to find out what a Joe Biden impeachment tastes like. I doubt it's corn pops, boys and girls, unfortunately. Probably more like mothballs and flop sweat. Not the soda flavor you want. What do your dreams taste like? Now, through the power of advanced beverage technology, we can find out. Find your flavor. Find your dreams. Unless, of course, you have the grave misfortune of being Chuck Schumer. We kind of already know what his dreams are about. Stu does America. BlazeTV.com slash Stu is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. We've got the latest on the war against Donald Trump and his home in Florida. Joe Biden signs President John Stewart's veterans bill because apparently he's the president of this nation. But we start by doing the inflation deception. Hmm. You know, today we had some news. It was pretty interesting from Joe Biden. We're going to play the clip here in just a minute. But you should know that in reality, what happened is something a bit different than what you'll hear from Joe. We'll get into exactly how they're trying to scam you on today's program. Consumer prices rose by 8.5% year over year in July as the summer of inflation wears on. That was the headline from NBC News, but you wouldn't know that listening to the entire administration and their apparatus trying to spin this as this incredible positive. What great news we have, 8.5% inflation. Now, you, you guys like have been around for a while, right? You, you follow the news, you've maybe noticed the inflation, you've seen the big numbers come across the board. We've seen this over and over again. It was 8%, it was you know 6% and 7% and 8%. And then it hit 9.1% last month. This, this uh, month it was 8.5%. But that's not exactly what the administration tried to present to you as fact. Now, they want to give you this impression that the Biden administration is on this huge winning streak. This is the winning streak of all winning streaks. No president has ever seen such a wonderful, wonderful winning streak as the one you're witnessing right now. And you know how it feels like everything sucks? That's just too much winning. You know, Donald Trump warned you. Eventually, you would get tired of all the winning. And here we are during the Biden administration, very, very tired of what this seems to be if this is winning. Now, they're trying to scam you in multiple ways. And I want to break this down so you understand the inner workings of how this goes. Scam number one, they're going by the month. Now, why is that a big deal? Well, it's quite a big deal, and I want to play the clip from Joe Biden today as he announces that 
despite everything you seem to know about the world, despite all the things you buy and how they're a lot more expensive, despite every single piece of reality you have at your disposal, inflation is actually at zero. What about the news that came out today relative to the economy? Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Here's what that means. While the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, zero inflation last month. But people were still hurting. But zero inflation last month. Yeah, I'd heard that clip, but I hadn't actually seen the video. He's reading this. I mean, this is so pathetically pre-planned. Okay, so scam number one is by the month. Here's what Biden is attempting to do with this sort of 0% inflation shtick. Every single conversation we've had about inflation since all of this started a couple, you know, 18 months ago, whenever it was, has always been around one particular number. The mainstream discussion has always been about one measure of inflation, annual headline CPI. That's the fancy term for it. It's the number that is always in the media. It's the number that every financial journalist talks about all the time. Headline CPI. Now, that number was down a tad from 9.1, which was the highest in 40 years, to 8.5, which is either the second or third highest in 40 years. We'll get back to that in a minute. But Joe Biden desperately wants to tell you that this number is zero. Now, that's hard to do because it's 8.5. So how do you make 8.5 into zero? A series of magic tricks. He needs to figure out how to get that number much, much, much lower. So what better way to get it lower than to just divide it by 12? What an incredible idea. So the first step here in this scam is that he doesn't use the annual number. We've been using annual numbers the whole time. He decides to abandon the annual number and then instead use the monthly number. Now, he just talks about one slice of a 12-slice pie, right? He talks about one slice out of the 12 that normally make up the annual number that everybody talks about. It's kind of a fun idea. If you could just fool everyone to think, well, I went eight from 8.5 to zero, that's what he's trying to communicate, or 9.1, excuse me, it was last month, to zero. He's trying to get people to think that that's going on, but of course, that's not true. You can't just divide it by 12. No one talks about the monthly numbers, and we'll get into that in a little bit as well. Scam number two, ignore the headline. Mm. See, remember, it was annual headline CPI. But now he's on monthly, and instead of using the headline uh, measure, he ignores the headline inflation number. Now, that's the one we always talk about. Instead, he looks at a separate measure of inflation. It's called core. Core inflation strips out the, a lot of important stuff that you spend money on all the time, like energy and like food, gas prices, all those things. All the things that have been hitting you constantly in the face all the time, almost every single week. Yeah, he just takes all those out. Now, that's, core inflation is not an unimportant measure academically. A lot of economists really like looking at that for various different reasons, but it's not how regular people experience inflation. And of course, monthly measures are meaningless to people. 
And while zero sounds impressive, well, the number's always tiny. It's basically never above 1%. It was expected to be 0.2% this month, and it wound up at 0%. Would anyone have noticed if the difference, you know, oh, wow, Joe Biden's doing a great job, that 0.2% turned into 0.0%. So this one, a lot of people looked at it and said, okay, well, Joe Biden's lying. He's saying it's zero, and actually it's 8.5. He's not technically lying as much as he's being intentionally, incredibly disingenuous, and also taking a big heaping scoop of assuming that his audience is dumb. He even admitted he was doing this quickly, just kind of like after he got the whole zero percent thing out, kind of admitted this as he was uh, giving his speech after his initial pitch of zero inflation. Economists look at a measure of inflation that ignores food and energy prices, and they call it core inflation. See? That's about the lowest amount in several years, several months. Mm, Interesting. Is it several years or is it several months? It seems kind of important to make that distinction, does it not? The economic plan is working, and second is building an economy that will reward work. Wages are up this month provide opportunity, help the middle class, and still have work to do, but we're on track. Okay, so let's take these uh, bit by bit, I guess. Uh, You go back to talking about uh, inflation overall, right? And you think about what Joe Biden is saying here. Has it been several years or several months? Well, it's the lowest it's been in several months. And the reason he can't say several years is because it's as low as it's been since last year. Now, does anyone think inflation was a good, good situation last year? We all know that was when the problems were happening. They were starting up at the beginning of 2021. So in summer of 2021, for like one month, it hit zero or 0.1 or zero. I can't remember which one it was. And he's saying, oh, well, it's the lowest since, you know, all these problems have been happening. It was in a period of high inflation. He's citing this as if it's some incredible measure. It's just a scam. And scam number three is, of course, wages are up. Wages. Does that see, does it seem like that to you? Wages are up. Now, again, this is basically a lie. I mean, technically, you can find some support to it. Uh, however, you know, like, for example, wages are up slightly. OK, they're up slightly. And you might say, well, then he's right. Wages are up. Of course, they're up if you don't factor in inflation. Now, remember, this is a press conference about inflation. And he's saying that wages are up, but he's not factoring in inflation. So like take a scenario where your pay goes up 10%. You're like, wow, my wages are going up. Look at me. But inflation is up, you know, 50%. Well, your real wages then are actually going down. Your buying power is going down. If your wages are going up slower than inflation, that's not good. It's not something you brag about in a press conference. And of course, real wages are something that the government tracks closely. They call them real wages. This is not a made up thing. I'm not saying, oh, these things. This is really how you should look at it. This is a real stat. Republicans have been oh so happy to point out that ever since Biden took office, real wages have been down and down and down and down and down. Uh, Republican official uh, tweeted this. uh, Joe Biden is the pay cut president. Consumer prices spiked 8.5 percent last from last year in July. And real wages have been down since he delivered the great American pay cut 
with his $1.9 trillion stimulus. And you might say, oh, he's probably lying. That's just a, that's just a talking point. Well, this is the chart. This is what it looks like. Uh, here it is. You see uh, it was at a plus 4.0% when Biden took office. It was at plus 1.5% in real wages when Biden passed the $1.9 trillion stimulus. And then it immediately tanked to minus 3.7% and has bounced around between minus 3.7% and minus 0.8%, all negative. Every single month since April 2021, real wages have gone down. Every single month. And now we are at minus 3.0%. The, just eyeballing this, third lowest, third worst measure on record since Biden took office, which is saying something because it's been constant catastrophe since the guy walked into the White House. The third worst measure and President Biden is in front of you bragging about it. Mm. And of course, scam number four. Inflation's not zero, right? But it's a scam to even say inflation is down. This is going to be the worst, most painful internal part of this for you because Even if you pull the other tricks I've been discussing out of all of this, the big headline number does look like it's coming down, or at least this one month it looks like it's coming down. And the media, of course, is parroting this narrative. Uh, Breaking news. U.S. inflation took a breather in July. Did it? Thanks to the falling cost of food and gas as consumer prices grew at a slower pace than in previous months. Inflation took a breather. First of all, 8.5%. You're bragging about 8.5% inflation. This is the Joe-mentum we're getting all excited about. I think they should design a brand new campaign slogan. I'm here to present it to you right now. From worst in history to second worst in history. That's progress. I mean, if they run on that, who could, who could possibly vote against them? But when you hear something uh, that goes down from 9.1 to 8.5%, the average person hears that in the media, right? And they probably think prices went down. Like, you know, something that cost $109 last month now costs 108.50, right? You know, 8.5, 8.5%. But that's not what these numbers mean at all. Here is the reality of Joe Biden's 0% inflation. In July 2020, let's say you bought something that cost a hundred bucks. Okay. July, 2020, a hundred bucks. You buy something. So inflation starts to kick in as Joe Biden gets into office and we go move to July, 2021. And that same exact item costs $105 and 40 cents. That's inflation. But here's the terrible news for you. But the good news for the Biden administration and Corinne Jean-Pierre. At the beginning of this uh, inflationary period, we were getting higher prices as compared to what we all kind of see as normal prices, right? Think, say, you go down this, you, you know what to expect when you go into a store, how much something's going to cost. That had been pretty flat for a while. And you look at that and you're like, okay, it used to cost this. Now we're getting inflation. And it's, so it's inflating off of normal prices. But now the inflation has been going on for so long that we're now getting higher prices as compared to already inflated prices, right? So not the ones we're talking, the prices that are, we're seeing now are not inflated these, in these percentage terms from regular pricing. They're inflated from the already inflated pricing. 
So now if you bought something in July 2022 that cost 100 bucks two years ago, now that same item is $114.36. These things build on each other. They compound. So these inflationary numbers don't mean prices are coming down. It means they're going up and they're going up by even more than you expected. The administration gets to say inflation is going down. And of course, the media parrots that. But you're paying 14 percent more for all the stuff that you need. Look, the truth is the media and the administration are going to try to convince you that everything is a okay here, that Joe Biden is on some huge winning streak, that you can't believe your lying eyes. But these are tricks. These are scams. This is spin. Your eyes are not lying to you. And neither is your receipt at the grocery store. Well, we've been doing a lot on inflation today, and it's an important thing to understand that your prices are going up, and now they're inflating off of the old inflationary prices. This gets into an endless cycle. It's, it's, a, it's a hidden tax on every single American, and it's difficult to fight back on. We're talking about a 40-year high. That's where we are now. The recession, well, you know, we've already seen the two quarters of negative growth. If all your money is in the market or tied to the U.S. dollar, you are messing with fire. And it's critical for you to take a hard look at diversifying your savings into gold and silver. Text Stu to 989898. Get a free information kit on how to diversify and protect your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, uh, gold is the right investment to make now. So text Stu to 989898. You can get help from Birch Gold today as you try to fight off inflation. It's not easy, but Birch Gold can help you through it. Text STU to 989898. Claim your free no-obligation information kit on how to protect your hard-earned savings with gold. It's text the word STU to 989898 and get your free no-obligation information kit from Birch Gold. Can you tell us anything more? Was he watching the news? Was he scrolling Twitter? Did someone in his staff flag it for him? I can tell you this. He was not uh, aware of 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 uh, of of the uh, was it the Mar-a-Lago raid? I don't know what you guys are calling it uh, uh, before it happened. So I can tell you so that did not know. Uh, he learned about it really like all of us did. I'm sure totally. maybe someone on his team flagged it for him, but yeah. he was not aware. What I can tell you definitively and for sure, he was not aware of this. He was, we were, nobody in the White House was. No. We were not given a heads up. Of course uh, And not. we did not know about uh, about what happened yesterday. No, you see, they didn't know anything. Had absolutely no idea whatsoever. Obviously, this is believable. It's coming from Corinne Jean-Pierre, who was wearing a dress with either a flower or a triceratops on it. I'm not sure which one. But uh, they had absolutely no idea. Why would you ever doubt their truthiness when it comes to uh, making sure they communicate every fact in its most uh, accurate form? Do you believe that at all? Does anybody believe that? Does anybody believe that the White House had no idea they were raiding uh, Mar-a-Lago until uh, until they found out with everyone else? Remember, part of the reason, I mean, let's just say they actually are telling the truth that nobody knew and gave them a heads up beforehand. 
the raid started in the morning and we didn't hear about it until the afternoon. So you're telling me these federal agents, by the way, dealing with Secret Service, who also protect the president. Those, there was no communication that got back to the White House in any of those, what, eight hours before it hit the news. If you believe that, you'll believe anything, anything. I, it's obviously not true, and obviously they had to have known beforehand. We uh, know that Christopher Ray apparently now uh, is the guy who uh, approved this. They're trying to tell us that Merrick Garland had nothing to do with it. I don't believe that either. I don't believe he had no knowledge either. But we will see as this unfolds over the next uh, several uh, weeks and months. And if the Republicans do get control of the House, which is not a certainty, but it is is likely, uh, you're going to see investigations in which a lot of these questions get asked. We'll see if we get any answers on it. So why is this so important? And I I hit this yesterday, and I want to come back to it again. A Monmouth poll that came out about their latest effort to sink Donald Trump. And, you know, you might say to yourself, well, uh, you know, the war on Donald Trump. Is that is that fair? A lot of people will say, of course, it's fair. Donald Trump's been attacked more than any other president. And and I think that's that's true. Uh, Some people might say, though, but, you know, look, Donald Trump gets himself into a lot of trouble. He talks himself into he didn't you know, he could have just played along with these guys from the beginning. He you know, he, he makes a lot of trouble for himself. And even I think the most ardent Trump fan would admit at times Donald Trump does make some problems for himself. But I don't think we've ever seen uh, a a section of elites target one particular person like they've they've targeted Trump. Um, they just want this guy out. They want him gone in any way they can come up with. There's multiple investigations going on at the same time. It's just constant with this guy. And and like, you know, we do our best here to not sit here and talk to you about Donald Trump every day because he's not president of the United States. He was president of the United States and he's no longer president of the United States. Now, he may be again if he announces a run. He's going to be in the center of the news yet again. But the media and, and, the, and the left and the administration, that's not good enough for them. They, they, they like have to draw him into the news cycle and talk about him around every single turn. No matter what is going on, this guy is the central focus of their life. And, I, you know, I don't know. I don't need that. I don't need to be thinking about one person all the time. Can we ever discuss anything else? So we've tried to do that here. I know a lot of conservative media likes to talk about Trump a lot, and that's totally cool. We need people who are covering that, but we don't need everybody covering it all the time. So generally speaking, we haven't talked about every little twist and turn that has gone on with Donald Trump. This obviously is not a little twist and turn. It's a big one. We have discussed the January 6th hearings uh, a decent amount, and What was interesting about this, and I said this from the very beginning, it never seemed like an honest uh, effort for uh, to actually find answers. If you could have an honest effort uh, effort to find answers, I'd be interested in it. There are lots of questions I have. They're not all anti-Trump questions, though. And that's a big problem for the left and the media. Like, I'd really like to know certain uh, like, why wasn't this set up? Why wasn't the, uh, the, the security better beforehand? What happened to the bombs that were being sent around uh, the city? Why do we have no more information on that? There's a lot of questions that I think are really rational to ask here. And very infrequently do we get any of them actually uttered because they're not necessarily against Donald Trump, which is, you know, apparently all the media wants to do. But they spend a lot of time on this January 6th thing. And as this was going on, I said, look, I just don't think this is going to change anybody's mind. It doesn't seem like... You know, I don't think they you know, I don't think they've they've really come up with much, you know, that the fact that they had 
the, their big bombshell moment was was a Mike a Mike is it Mike Pence aide uh, talking about how Donald Trump wanted to go to the Capitol, which was completely in disagreement with every other piece of media hatred of Trump that preceded it, which was that he wanted to lock himself in the office while all of his people did the dirty work at the Capitol. Then when someone came out and said, hey, he wanted to go to the Capitol really badly, uh, they all of a sudden said, I can't believe this. It's so, it's so terrible. He wanted to go to the Capitol. Well, that's the reverse of what you just said. And then the Secret Service came out and said, yeah, yeah, yeah they, he didn't really like get in that sort of fight. He didn't grab the wheel or anything like that. I mean, it just doesn't seem like they came up with anything. And the polling is now showing that really nobody's minds were changed. Let me give you some of this from the Monmouth poll. Was January 6th a riot? Before, before the hearing, 65%. After, 64%. So it actually went down by 1%. Was it an insurrection? Before, 50%. After, 52%. Ticked up a couple, but not much of a change. Was it a legitimate protest? 34% before, 35% after the hearings. Basically no change. Was Trump directly responsible? This is the, I mean, if there's any note, any real news here, it's this one. 42% said he was directly responsible before the, before the hearings. Only 38% did after. That's the biggest move in all of these polls. Biden won due to voter fraud. No movement at all. Pay, are you paying a lot of attention to the hearings? 23%. And did the hearings change your mind? Only 8% after the hearings said uh, that the hearings had changed their mind. And so this effort at January 6th to make that essentially the central election uh, issue has failed, at least so far. Uh, maybe something will come up. We don't know. The same thing with these with the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Look, if we find out that he was on the grassy knoll and he actually took out JFK, I'm going to be really upset about it. And uh, I will be happy uh, that he's being prosecuted for that. But they don't seem to ever produce this incredible evidence. They seem to hint that they have all the time. Now, while all this is going on, a totally separate investigation is going on in the state of New York. Now, he's had a previous, uh, try to keep track, a previous uh, investigation that wound up with a lot of headlines and then nothing at the end of it. That was in the, uh, the, the, the New York District Court. Now we have the state effort at the exact same crap to go after Donald Trump for. This is with Letitia James. Donald Trump had to, he was going to be deposed today and testified with Letitia James. He swore himself in. He then gave a statement. Uh, the statement included some stuff. Uh, he said, because this is, this is one of the things they've, you know, again, Donald Trump sometimes causes uh, his own problems. He said over and over again, when someone pleads the fifth, it obviously shows they're guilty. Well, then he went into this thing with Letitia James and he pled the fifth over and over and over again. Now, of course, his previous statement was just inaccurate. The Fifth Amendment, is, it's not true that when you plead the Fifth, you're guilty. He was wrong about that before. He obviously saw this, uh, this slapback coming and said in his statement, I once asked, if you're innocent, why are you taking the Fifth Amendment? Now I know the answer to that question, he said. When your family, your company, and all the people in your orbit have become the targets of an unfounded, politically motivated witch hunt, you have no choice. He said, under the uh, advice of my counsel, I decline to answer the questions and the rights and privileges afforded to every citizen under the United States Constitution. And then every question thereafter, he said, same answer to Letitia James from the morning all the way till questions ended, uh, uh, with the exception of a lunch break, until 3 p.m. 
So hours and hours and hours of him sitting there waiting for the answer, the question to be uh, finished, and then saying same answer over and over and over again. So absolutely nothing came out of this, but that's another one. There's another investigation going on against him as well in New York, and uh, that's just the way this is. This is this guy's life right now. They want to sink him really, really badly. And, you know, they've, they've wanted this for a long time. You'd think if they had great evidence to do it, it would have been done, but it does not seem to work. Uh, FBI took around 12 boxes from his home in the raid, according to his lawyer. They uh, they took about the 12 boxes and they said uh, they searched multiple areas of the property. They took about a dozen um, boxes that had been in the resort's basement storage area. There are reports they were also snooping around, oddly, Melania's closet and taking her clothes out. Uh, They're complaining about the way this was handled. The Trumps are. Um, So we'll get more into that as we kind of get more details. I I will say we're still at a a very early point here. We don't really know what they were after. They're claiming that it was just a records request, which is obviously insane. I mean, it would be insane to raid a president's house over something like that. You'd think that they at least thought they were going to find something better than that. And maybe we're just using this as a ruse, which should not be excused, by the way. That's terrible practices. And it's why people can't stand some of these organizations. You know, I, it really is, uh, it's, it's really brutal and it's, it's the wrong thing to do. Now, the fact that people are questioning the FBI, this used to be the territory of the left. The left used to tell you all the time how bad the FBI was. They're the worst people in the universe. They were constantly helping, uh, they were constantly going after people of color and they were very corrupt and all of this. And there is some truth to that. The FBI has not been perfect. They're not my favorite organization in the world, but they've also done a lot of good work as well. Well, this has now totally changed. Now the left loves the FBI and the right is getting skeptical of them. And the, uh, the, the folks over at MSNBC are going to tell you about all the important consequences that uh, we face if the GOP continues to criticize the FBI. I think the more dangerous trend, which really goes to what uh, Ben was talking about, is the demonization of law enforcement over the years. It's it's a little bit odd to watch them be pro-law enforcement at the same point talking about attacking law enforcement. FBI is part of law enforcement. Uh, Separately, when you look at the violent rhetoric, the more violent violent rhetoric there is, uh, the more the chance of what's known as stochastic terrorism. Whereas the larger the audience, the larger the crowd, the higher the number of threats the more probable it is that a random actor, a lone actor, will actually reach out and pursue violence under this auspices. I would also like to note just that there is a foreign element to this. We've seen in in the case of the COVID-19 lockdowns, uh, January 6th, uh, election 2020, whether it's Russia, Iran or China using cell phones or social media to try and incite conflict. Uh, You see this whenever crowds are really worked up. It's a great opportunity for a foreign power to really just put a pinprick in there and really push someone towards violence. Mm, you know, there wasn't a big uh, pushback from MSNBC on that, unlike what they did you know, throughout the entire Bush administration, for example, when it came uh, to the FBI and investing uh, terrorism. I don't know. Is it true the right is turned on law enforcement? I mean, I don't think that's true. I know we have one side of the aisle that's trying to defund the police for months and months and months and months. The FBI is showing real problems, though, with the way that they're doing things. And I don't think that I don't think people blame necessarily the FBI for this raid. I guess some do. I don't know that I do. I don't I don't necessarily blame the FBI for this raid. It does feel like it has a lot of political connotations behind it. And people in the leadership of the FBI are directing the agents to do things that they shouldn't be doing. You know, you might like the Secret Service, but the Secret Service was there letting them in. And they apparently knew about it the day before, but not 
not Joe Biden. He had no idea. Him and Corinne Jean-Pierre had absolutely no clue this was going to happen. Now, another investigation going on with the House, and this is there's been a fight back and forth between Trump and the House on whether they can get access to his taxes. He's been trying to protect those for a long time. And obviously, if the House gets a hold of them, they're going to leak them to the media. There's zero percent chance they're going to hold those lines that are supposed to be appropriate. Appeals Court has now said that the House can obtain Trump's taxes from the IRS, a 3-0 ruling from the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Uh, He's been trying to say that this shouldn't happen, but they want them. They, you know, like they want every little piece. I mean, this is really their entire platform. Their entire platform is spending trillions of dollars and trying to get Donald Trump arrested. They have seemed to have absolutely nothing left, which is strange. And, you know, all of this goes to, and I go back and forth on this. Uh, Honestly, I can understand the analysis that they want to take out Donald Trump at any cost. And I think that's true. They do. But on the other hand, I don't understand how they're reading this room this way. It's one thing to say that this is going to hurt. Investigations are going to hurt Donald Trump in, let's say, a general election. I think that's probably true. I think some people will not look into these things. And, uh, you know, they're you know, you're watching, you know, you're watching, you know, the Kardashians. You're not necessarily paying attention to every twist and turn here. You're going to hear investigation. It's going to be bad. It's one of the reasons why Donald Trump won in 2016. Whether you like you know, Hillary selling hats that say butter emails, but the bottom line is 10 or 11 days before the election, an FBI investigation was announced against his opponent. That was, even if you didn't follow the, the, uh, the details of it, a, a tough thing for Hillary to overcome. And it worked in Donald Trump's favor that time. A pending FBI investigation, a bunch of investigations, a bunch of charges against a candidate, it's never really a good thing, except right now. Because right now you're in a position where Donald Trump obviously leads the party. He's ahead in every poll when you're talking about the primary. And if you've seen anything over the past six months, maybe you've seen a slight tightening between him and Ron DeSantis. And as DeSantis, who has been picking up momentum, is catching up to Donald Trump, Then you have this type of event, which solidifies Trump's base more than probably anything else could. It looks like he's being politically targeted by the power in Washington, D.C., by the Biden Justice Department. People see that happening and say, this is crazy. They want this guy out so badly, they'll bend and break every single rule. I'm not putting up with it. This, if anything, helps Donald Trump. Now, some people, even on CNN, have noticed this. I want you to watch this clip. This is from CNN the other day. What do you think is going through his mind and their minds? Oh, I think they're delighted. This is a surprising answer, but I think that they've been planning for this for years. Donald Trump first did his reaction to the FBI, actually having his lawyer call them Gestapo and stormtroopers 50 years ago. So he's been prepared for this strategy all along. He issued a campaign style commercial within hours. This was prepared in advance. So he's an expert at spinning everything into publicity. He believes all publicity is good publicity. And that hardcore Trump group, 35 percent of the electorate, is going to be electrified by this. I, I I think he's having a good day, actually. Mm, that's Donald Trump's uh, one of his biographers who wrote a book about him before Uh, before he was even really uh, into the political side of it. Uh, You know, look, I think that's accurate. 
I think it's true. You know, about 35% of the the country is, you know, roughly are hardcore Trump supporters. And they're just going to be solidified by this. They're going to be rock solid. I'm walking through a wall of fire to go vote for this guy. And while 35% will not win you a general election, it will win you a Republican primary. It will win you a Republican primary easily. So if what they wanted was Donald Trump to go away, well, I don't think they helped themselves with all these shenanigans over the past couple of days. If what they wanted was Donald Trump, sorry, this has been upside down. Uh, if they, if they, what they wanted was Donald Trump to, uh, to run again because they think they can beat him or something, like they thought in 2016, uh, they, they may get their wish. But I will tell you, if you ask any Democrat from 2016, they might remember that all wishes don't turn into happy days. Earlier in the show, I posited the theory that Chuck Schumer dreams about Nancy Pelosi in her way-too-revealing bathing suit on a fancy-schmancy Italian beach. Oh, you don't remember that? Well, here you go. Mm -hmm. Take it all in. Oh, yeah. Look, if I have to take it all in, then so do you. It's not so pleasant. Okay, please, get, 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 get rid of it. Now, we all have to have nightmares about Nancy Pelosi and her abundant speaker's of her house. Conservators unite in horror. Uh, Nancy Pelosi sucks. She sucks in real life. She sucks in our dreams. It's time we let the rest of the world know with, yes, your Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. Nancy Pelosi sucks pens are back in stock, but they won't be there for long, modeled after the real pen Nancy Pelosi used to sign the ridiculous articles of impeachment for Donald Trump. We've added her real signature to the side with a slight addition. The word sucks, as in Nancy Pelosi sucks. Get yours today. Uh, get yours today before they're gone at nancypelosisuckspen.com. Mind you, it's nancypelosisuckspen.com. Someone pointed out if you add a couple letters, it gets really weird. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Use the code STU10 to get 10% off and the rest of your merch order from stewdoesmerch.com, stewdoesmerch.com, or nancypelosisuckspen.com. Use the code STU10 and get 10% off. So one of the big central pieces of the Inflation Reduction Act uh, was this big tax credit for electric cars. Now, this has existed for a while. We've been paying people, mainly rich people, to buy electric cars for years and years and years and years. However, it was supposed to be just a starter plan for companies. So the first 200,000 vehicles that they sold would be you know, helped along by government cash. Of course, you know, Companies like Tesla and General Motors have sold 200,000, you know, and they've sold them a long time ago. I mean, Tesla sold 200,000 vehicles a long time ago. So they've run out. You can't get the credit on a Tesla up until this bill. However, not only is there a bunch of green crap in here, but there's also a lot of protectionism in here in this particular bill. So the way the... It seems like the way this is structured, now, of course, these things sometimes, you know, wind up getting shaken out in some other way, but the way that it is structured currently is that the $7,500 kickback would actually cause a lot of problems. There are all sorts of protectionist measures in there. For example, you're supposed to build them in the United States and source your battery and materials from the United States. So 
What's interesting here is uh, groups are looking at this and they're saying of the 72 electric, hybrid and hydrogen vehicles on the U.S. market, 70 percent of them would immediately become ineligible for credits when the bill passes. That's according to the Alliance for Automotive Automotive Innovation, a trade group. No current models at all would qualify once additional restrictions are enforced. They kind of phase in over time. And it's for stuff like, um, you know, U.S. manufacturing. You have to be made in North America. You have to use North American battery components. You have to contain raw battery materials, either sourced from North America or from countries the U.S. has a trade agreement with. Well, of course, a lot of this stuff comes from places like China. So a uh, big, big issue here. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be great when all these people are buying electric cars and then not getting their tax credits. I think that's going to be fantastic. Uh, Biden also, by the way, so spent, uh, signed another big spending bill. This one is on vill- uh, veterans, and we've talked about it. It was, it was President John Stewart's bill. Apparently, he runs the government now. And he was there for the signing as if he had something to do with it. He didn't. He just railed about it on social media. Uh, but the bill was always going to pass, as we told you, in advance of him railing on social media. And uh, it did pass uh, because... Um, people like to give money to veterans who uh, are actually, um, you know, did something heroic in the service of our country. That's not a controversial topic for Republicans. Uh, they don't really care about spending. They've signed on to almost every spending priority that uh, Joe Biden has uh, attempted to pass since we uh, this whole charade started a couple of years ago. So we knew it was going to pass the whole time. Um, and, you know, something like 70 percent of the money. Uh, that was that is in this bill was already covered by previous stuff. So like it's always been a charade. It's been a John, it, John Stewart was involved, so you know it's a lie. Um, the we had some primary elections last night, and I I looked at this and I said I can't believe it. Why didn't we talk about this more? I'm so angry about it. <laughs> I, not, I don't know that we would have changed the result. But Ilan Omar almost lost last night in a primary that I honestly hadn't been following really at all. I always feel like these squad members just cruise through these primaries because they're so famous. Well, Ilan Omar is the one that doesn't. People don't, in her own district don't really like her all that much. And she squeaked out her election by like two points uh, in, in her um, against a Minnesota City Councilman, Don Samuels. Now, this was kind of a battle between... Ilan Omar, who's like to fund the police, and Samuels, who's also, you know, he's no conservative, he's a liberal, but he's like, I don't know, maybe we should have some police to protect our citizens. Well, it came down to the wire, and Ilan Omar squeaked it out. Oh, so, so close. So, so close. Um, A couple other things. Uh, Cracker Barrel is facing a blowback after they've added impossible sausage to the menu. You may know that I like the impossible sausage. It's freaking delicious. And I know not everybody uh, agrees with me, but here's what you do in a situation. If you're at a Cracker Barrel and they've got the impossible sausage on the menu, what you do is not order it. You order the other things on the menu. Just, that's that's the whole story. Just if you don't want it, don't order it. I'll order it. You can order something else. You can order the regular sausage. You can order the bacon. You can order the ham. You can order the, the spam. I don't know what else they serve there. Whatever they serve, eat that. I know uh, we should do a uh, Stew Eats America on the uh, Impossible Sausage Sandwich. Not just an excuse for me to get a free sandwich or anything. I just want to make sure that's clear. And woolly mammoths are making a comeback. And I guess if you don't want the Impossible Sausage, perhaps you can wait for this. Because people are saying they are going to create woolly mammoths. And the question is, should we eat them? I guess they're going to take elephants and breed these woolly mammoths that are going to exist in about six years. And if that sounds tasty to you, it's coming to a Cracker Barrel nearby.
watching what has gone down this week, not only with what we talked about inflation today, but the, the Trump raid and all of this stuff, has there ever been a time that it's more clear that we need alternate sources of information like Blaze TV. If you support Blaze TV, if you like what we do here, if you think we're helping push the country in the direction of truth, subscribe if you haven't already. BlazeTV.com slash stew is the place to go. Promo code is stew to save 10 bucks. You can also get every show of this uh, particular program on YouTube, on podcast. We'd really appreciate you subscribing and help spreading the word. We will see you tomorrow.